Good morning. It's so great to be with you this morning and to be able to share the word of the Lord and the freedom that Jesus has for us. And uh, last session we looked at, we finished up with John um, chapter 10 and verse 10 that says, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And that's a promise from Jesus. And, you know, Jesus restores us. We, we looked at that last, last um, week, and we're going to continue looking at it today. Jesus restores us to the position of blessing that was there before the curse came into the earth. And that promise is abundant life or a life of abundance in every aspect of our lives as believers. When we look at the main areas of our life, we're looking at the area of the spirit, the area of the soul, the area of the body, and the area of interpersonally, and then financially. This is also included in that abundance that God wants for us. He wants us to have abundance of spirit. He wants us to have abundance of soul within our minds, our emotions, our choices with our will in our bodies, in every single way, in every single cell of our being, in our interpersonal relationships. And then the one that we're focusing on at this point in time is the area of finance. He wants us to be financially blessed. And so we need to really come to terms with this. The power of sin has been broken in our lives if we have made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior. And therefore, the curse cannot function any longer. I want to say that again. The power of sin has been broken by Jesus Christ on the cross. And because of that, the curse cannot function in our lives anymore. But then our lives should be looking absolutely fantastic. Everything should sort itself out once we give our lives to the Lord. So what's the problem? Well, that's what we're going to look at today. The only way a curse can operate in your life is if you give it place. There's a scripture that says, give no place to the devil. And the curse is what the devil loves to operate in. And so we need to give the curse no room in our lives. And we need to lay this foundation so that we can really get this truth. We cannot move forward into the abundant life that Christ has for us in its fullness without really getting that foundation solidified, that truth solidified in our lives. Can you say amen to that? I really trust that you can. So many of us are still living our lives often in lack and poverty. In other words, we never seem to have enough. And the reason for that is on three dimensions. Let's have a look at those. Number one is ignorance. We are ignorant of what Jesus has done for us on the cross Namely, that he's redeemed us from the curse, which includes poverty. Now, if we are ignorant of that truth, this is going to lead to passivity. We do not claim and receive what is rightfully ours. We remain passive in dealing with the curse. And we just hope that our situation will change somehow. We really don't do anything about it. We just hope that because we Christians, well, hopefully things will change. 
But if we start off with ignorance, it will lead us to passivity. And if we continue in passivity, it is going to lead to acceptance. We are so conditioned to living in lack that we actually find it difficult to believe that there can be any other different lifestyle for us. We just accept our situation and live with it. It's like continuing to ride a bicycle when in fact somebody has already bought a car for you and given you the keys. But we put the keys on the desk and we get on our bicycle and off we go. Most of the time we'd say, well, that's a little bit foolish. But as we will see and as we already know, that is often how we live our, our lives. Human nature will get used to anything that it continually does or continually believes or continually accepts. And if we accept a set of circumstances in our lives, acceptance means we're in agreement with it and agreement has power. And this is so vitally important for us to realize that we need to be careful what we are in agreement with and what we give power in our lives. And that's how we enable the curse to operate in our lives. We will still live under the curse while we are having the blessing available to us at all times. But because of what we've accepted, because of what we're in agreement with, because of our passivity or even our ignorance, we don't move into the abundance that Christ has for us. 2 Corinthians verse, chapter 8 and verse 9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes, for our sakes, he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Now that is an incredible scripture. It starts off with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, what he has empowered us with, what he has given us, that though he was rich, he became poor for us so that through his poverty, we might inherit the blessing of richness. He was talking here in the context of finances. We can put it to work for all other aspects of our life, but right here, he was talking about finances. And you know, Jesus spoke a lot about finances. And so, what is the truth of what has happened? Well, when Jesus went to the cross, he exchanged our poverty for his abundance. He took our poverty on himself, and he died and when he died, he took poverty with us. He broke the power of poverty over our lives. And in return, he makes his abundance available to us. That is absolutely phenomenal. But until we understand and then believe this truth, we will continue allowing the curse to operate in our lives even though we don't have to. And that's what we're really trusting that you are going to understand through the series and be able to really flow into that newness and that freshness of that abundant life that Jesus came to give you. Our Father in heaven is mightily rich. He owns everything. He owns the entire creation. He owns the entire universe. And as far as we know, 
multiverses and who knows what else beyond what our telescopes can see. So then why should we, as his children, live in lack? It doesn't make sense, does it? And God wants us to realize that that's not the way he wants us to live. Psalm 23, verse 1 and 2 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. And then it goes on and on with the blessings that God has for us. And the Lord says here, well, David says about the Lord, because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. That is what God wants for us, that we would not lack, that we would have a full supply of everything that we need in order to live a full life, being able to do everything that God has called us to be and also to have enough more besides to be a blessing to many others. There's so much lack in this world and people who don't know the Lord, they need us to be able to bless them. We need to bless the household of faith and if we don't have enough, how are we going to bless anybody else? So we need to get with what God wants for us abundant life, abundance in every area, and today we're talking about finances. We must not choose to live under the curse of lack or poverty any longer. We must not choose to remain there. We must choose rather to begin to open our lives, open our hearts, open our minds, open our beliefs, open our agreement to the land of abundance. God's desire is that our land would be a land of milk and honey, abundance. Remember when Joshua and Caleb and the other 10 spies went into the land, they'd been told it was a, a land of milk and honey, and that's what Joshua and Caleb saw. But the other 10 spies, what did they see? They saw all the circumstances, they saw the big giants, they saw their lack, and they just allowed defeat to happen to them. Whereas Joshua and Caleb took what God had said, that they were to inherit that abundance, and they said, it's mine. We're going to go in. We're going to take that land. And we need to be like Joshua and Caleb. This is God's plan for our lives. It's always been the case, and it will always be the case. Do you know that God is not glorified by a life of lack in his children when he himself is so rich? When you see um, families that are so wealthy, so rich, and their children are in poverty, we look at the parents and we say, my goodness, what kind of parents are those? And God is a God of abundance. He's a, a wonderful parent. He wants to share everything that he has with his children, and he wants us to experience what he has. So then the question is, how do we break the curse of poverty on our lives? Especially for those of us who have lived in this way for so long. Maybe it's even come down, our parents um, lived a life of lack, our grandparents lived a life of lack. It might be down many generations. So we're so used to living in that way with not enough that we don't even realize we can challenge it. So what do we do? How do we break this? Well, number one, it begins with receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. This is for God's children. 
And God's children are those who've accepted the sacrifice that Jesus made for them on the cross and received his life and become a child of God. When we do that and we give our lives to the Lord, God gives us the power and the authority to become his children. And so that's step one, because these blessings of abundance are for his children. And so if you're his child, let's go on to step two. Once our lives are submitted to him, we need to realize that we are no longer under the dominion of the kingdom of darkness, the curse. But we have been translated out of that kingdom of darkness and placed in the kingdom of light where there is abundance. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13 says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Now I want us to look at that because it says from the power of darkness. This is the empowerment of the curse. It comes from the power of darkness. And so poverty, being part of the curse, comes from that darkness. But Jesus says, God says, we have been delivered and translated out of that kingdom into the kingdom of the Son of His love. And that love is for us to experience life. So, step three. Now we need to begin to understand God's promises for his children in the Bible and begin to make these promises ours. It's like taking the keys of the car, not just putting them on the table, but saying they're mine. That car is mine. I'm going to get in that car, I'm going to switch it on, and I'm going to drive off in it. And so the promises of God that he has come that we might have life, and life in abundance is just one of the promises that Christ has given us. And we need to begin to make these ours. We need to begin to say to ourselves, I'm a child of God. This promise is for me. Once we've understood and recognized and received these promises, we need to begin to speak them out. We give voice to the promises that we have received inside of us. There's a scripture that you know so well that says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so we need to be speaking these promises. We need to be declaring daily that Jesus Christ came to give me life and life in abundance. Therefore, today I'm going to receive abundance into my life. I'm going to allow God to make it real to me. We need to declare them in faith, and we need to claim them for our lives despite the circumstances that we find ourselves in. That doesn't mean that tomorrow, just because I said I'm receiving life and life in abundance, that whoops, all of a sudden my bank balance has got thousands of rand in it. God can do that miracle, but that's not normally how it happens. It is a process. It is a journey. It is a change. It is something that we need to activate in our lives. And so let's go on to number five. The circumstances do not determine what I speak. God's word determines what I speak. So my circumstances might still look like there's not a whole lot in my life, but inside of me, 
I'm changing. My spirit is changing. My soul is changing. My mind is changing. My thoughts are changing. My acceptance is changing. My belief system is changing. And you know what? Then my body starts to change, and I start to act like I believe that God has more for me. And so it affects my relationships, and guess what? It's going to affect my finances too. So number five is we need to break the curse of poverty that has been operating on our family line, sometimes for many generations, and declare ourselves set free from these curses. Because Satan loves to use these things that come down our bloodline and try and entrench them in our lives. But what we are doing is we are recognizing that this is a curse that comes down the bloodline to me. And because I'm a child of God, I don't have to accept that curse. I can receive the blessing. And so you need to come before the Lord and you need to take your authority as a child of God and say, I will not accept this curse anymore. I break the curse of poverty on my generational life on my life and on my children's lives going forward and allow that to be real in your life. Jesus Christ purchased it for you on the cross, but he wants you to receive it. He wants you to accept it. He wants you to take, um, to take it and make it yours. And then number six, you need to break your agreement with poverty. What do I mean by this? I mean in our thoughts, in our belief systems, and in our spoken word. Because as we've said, with passivity and acceptance, because it's been part of us for a long time, we settle into it and we don't really do anything about it. But from today, you're going to do something about it. You're not going to be passive anymore. You're not going to accept it. You're going to begin accepting and declaring the new. And you know, whatever we're in agreement with has got power over us. So when we're in agreement with the, the um, curse of poverty, the curse of poverty has power over us and has been operating in our lives. Maybe in some areas, maybe not in all areas, and maybe in all areas. Just when you get, you, it looks like things are turning around, then something happens and it looks like finances just drain out of your life. Stop your agreement with it. Don't believe, well, this always happens to me. I will never be wealthy. I will never have enough. Just when I get something, something bad happens, and I lose it all. Those kind of things are giving power to the agreement with the curse of poverty. So you're going to break that agreement. You're going to say, no, in the name of Jesus, I refuse to be in agreement with poverty anymore. And I am never, 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 never going to speak poverty or lack again. I'm going to transform my mind. I'm going to renew my speech. I'm going to work on my belief system and change it to what God says that Christ has purchased and come to give me. And that's what I'm going to do in the future. These six principles will help you rebuke and destroy the spirit of poverty in your life and create a different spiritual atmosphere over your life for the financial blessing to come. 
I want to go back to our, our scripture, John 10, verse 10. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it in abundance. And I want to speak that over you today so that it becomes something that starts to resonate within you and your thought processes, your belief systems, your attitudes, your speech all begins to change. So God bless you as you break your agreement and, and cancel out all that belief that gives the curse of poverty um, power in your life and begin to walk forward. So right now, I just want to say to any of you listening, if you have never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, now is the time to do it. Because remember, as we said, it is His children that have this gift of abundant life, the blessing of abundance in every area of their lives. So if you have never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, or you have slipped away from Him because circumstances have made you question God and said, is He really a good God? Does He really care about me? And so your heart has grown cold towards God because of disappointment and maybe even because of lack. I want to give you an opportunity just to open your heart afresh to the Lord so that He can make a difference in your life right now. And then I want us all to make a declaration where we break our agreement with the spirit of poverty, with the curse of poverty, and we get ready and we begin to receive the life and the blessing that God has for us. So for those of you who want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you pray this prayer with me right now? Lord Jesus Christ, I want to become your child. I believe that you died on the cross for me, that you gave everything for me, that you took poverty on you, that you became sin and you took the curse upon you so that I might become your child and I might have life in abundance. So I want to give my life to you today. I want to ask you to become my Savior, become my Lord, forgive me, cleanse me, and make me your child so that I can walk forward in life receiving everything that you have come to give me. So Lord, right now, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I ask you to fill me, to cleanse me, and to make me your child. Thank you, Lord. Help me and show me your love, and I will follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And now, all of us together, I want us to make this declaration. Just open your heart to the Lord right now. Realize what He's done for you and that the blessing that He wants for you, you want it too. And so will you pray this, declare this with me? 
Father God, I come to you right now and I declare that I am breaking my agreement with the belief that I will always be subject to poverty, that I will have lack in my life, that I will not have enough. And I cancel the curse right now. I say, poverty, you do not belong in my life. I am a child of God. I break my agreement with you and I cast you out. I choose right now to believe and to receive the blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ into all of my life and especially today in my finances. I declare that my finances are going to see life and blessing from today in Jesus' name. Amen.